Good morning and welcome to Stony Brook Church. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us here this morning. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey and I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor Mary Jo Yakel. A few announcements as we begin our time together. First, thank you so much, Stony Brook community, for your ongoing support of our new home project ministry that uh, was started this past year. Our most recent recipients, Terrence and Pam, are enjoying uh, all of the items that you were able to supply them with in their new home, and they are getting settled into their new home. We are excited also to announce that we have received another grant for 2021. And so this ministry will continue throughout this next year. So keep your uh, emails um, on alert for ways that you can help to continue to support this very important ministry um, through Stony Brook Church. Now, I know I am stating the obvious when I say that 2020 was not an easy year. Um, and it was during 2020 that I was continually blown away by the Stony Brook Leadership Board. These individuals uh, were engaged and committed and attended a lot of meetings on behalf of the church. And we are ever so grateful for all of you who served on our leadership board in 2020. We say a special thank you to Stephanie Boyce and Ron Anderson, who have completed their terms and will no longer be on the board. Uh, and then next Sunday, we are excited to present to you the 2021 uh, leadership board for Stony Brook Church. So I hope that you'll be able to tune into our worship service and get to know those individuals and welcome virtually, of course, uh, Jason Sheldon and David Kirsch, our two new members for 2021. Uh, this Sunday is uh, Communion Sunday. So you are invited, if you haven't already done so, to go into your kitchen and grab some elements that you can use as we receive communion later in worship service. A cup of juice or water and a cracker or piece of bread will do just fine. I invite you at this time to uh, quiet your hearts and your minds as the prelude prepares us for worship.
Will you join me in a spirit of prayer as we continue to center our hearts on God? Radiant God, source of all illumination, shine through the words of scripture this morning that we may see your voice and hear your wisdom. Shine through our hearts and minds that we might know your truth and see your guiding light. Shine through our lives and actions that we might radiate your light and love in all that we say and in all that we do. Amen. now these words from Psalm 72. 
Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures, as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days, may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. We prayer. It's a new dawn of a new day and a new year. And with it comes new expectations, new hope and new commitment. In the midst of all of the change, of all the newness, you, O oh God, remain the same. For you are always steadfast, always present, and always bringing forth goodness and life. As our year progresses and we experience new joys and new disappointments, bring us back to you over and over again, O oh God. Remind us that you are the God who always was, always is, and always will be, no matter what. Envelop us in your compassionate heart, O God. The turning of the calendar does not mean we automatically turn away from old wounds, old grief, old resentment, and old pain. Transform these hurting places in our hearts. Make them be ways for the world to see your light shining through us. Comfort your people, O God, those of us who suffer from physical ailments, those of us who experience emotional distress, and those of us who only know a spiritual numbness. Heal our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. Open us up to knowing you in profound ways in this new year. Surprise our hearts, deepen our relationships, and move us toward a more just world. We recommit ourselves to you today, O oh God. We recommit ourselves to spreading new hope and new joy in this world. We pray all of this in the name of the one who offers real hope and joy, Christ Jesus. Amen.
privilege of being a part of a Christian family that raises you up in the faith is that you know where you're going to be every Sunday morning. Expect it. I remember sitting in a pew listening to a sermon going, wait a minute, I'm not finished working on what he preached about last week. When do we get a break to practice stuff? Seriously. When going through confirmation class, the pastor taught us about the cycle of the Christian year. Now, I'm anticipating a little bit because even though we're still getting ready for the day of Epiphany on the 6th, I'm already into the day's after Epiphany because I'm wearing my green. The church calendar says for this brief season between the end of Epiphany on the 6th until we begin the journey of Lent, which begins in the middle of February with Ash Wednesday, we are in the color of green. Nothing special, no big deal, kind of quiet, an excellent season to be about the growing of the gifts of all that we've worked on so hard over the last several weeks through Advent, through Christmas, and through the days of Christmas to Epiphany. So I'm into getting the work done. Are you ready to do some growing with some green stuff? I have the choir, they're ready. I walked into the sanctuary and went, isn't that lovely? I've never seen an epiphany star like that. That's so very cool. Too bad it doesn't have a candle in it. And then I noticed that in the balcony, there were some platforms sticking out. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a bit of a want to make things look pretty kind of thing. So I went up to the balcony and I pulled down the, the uh, raft of trays that were sticking up and and then I, I, I noticed, you know what? There's more than just a chain in that thing that's holding up the star. In fact, it looks like an electrical cord in the chain that's holding up the star. And because I am a bit of a tech person, I 
followed the chain up to the top and then the electrical cord that goes to the wall and then down to the floor and across the floor hanging out next to an outlet. And so I plugged it in. Isn't that a beautiful sign? Isn't it nice to have the light of the star shining? I want to invite you into this season where we're supposed to be growing the seeds that God has planted in these last days. And that includes 2020. Would you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant, speak to these, your beloved ones, who do want to grow the seeds that you have planted in their hearts. We give you thanks for the way in which Jesus shows us the way to do it every day. In his name we pray, and together we say, Amen. So Brian is the one who had the wonderful privilege of getting the Epiphany Star up, and he came in and talked to Pastor Jennifer and said, now, what's this star thing all about? And Pastor Jennifer immediately kicked into her best theological language and started to give a wonderful discourse about Epiphany. And he said, oh, you mean the star points us to God. Does that work for you? The star points us to God. This, this is kind of a fun moment for me because a part of the work of Advent was to focus in on the star. And in case you don't have your notes in front of you from the Sunday where we remembered the star as a gift of encouragement, there were a couple of things we looked at. And by the way, I had to get my own notes out to make sure I remembered correctly. The first thing that we talked about was that it was a heap of light, a brightness, and how our own brightness can reflect on that. We talked about how in the midst of darkness, that's when we can see the stars the best. And so in an odd way, you have to welcome the darkness in order to see the light. We also got very clear that there is a certain sense of separation that can come into us and be a part of the work, but we are promised by the lesser light that rules the night that God will not separate us, separate from us ever. We also had some fun talking about the Magi. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and how people from outside our realms of comfort can gift us if we allow. Finally, the idea of that wonderful hymn that says, God rules with truth and grace. These were the five points of the star. And then today, what more can be said about a star? Didn't we cover it all? Aren't we kind of point, allowing the star to point us forward? Epiphany is a wonderful way of remembering to manifest. Don't just talk about it. Don't just study about it. Bring it forth. Allow it to point you to God. I was on a Zoom call, and it was with a bunch of other clergy. 
And we were talking about what else? But what it's like to be a part of the leaders of worship and church life in the midst of an experience called a pandemic. There's one person on that call who tends to be quiet. I've known him for a while. Finally, John perked up and said, hey, I have a collateral blessing report. Now, I don't know about you, but the word collateral has never been separated from the word damage. Collateral damage, acceptable collateral damage. And I went, wait a minute, John, what are you up to? And then he began to talk about how it was that in the midst of a pandemic, the church in which lay deep in his heart was experiencing the grace of God, love that comes undeserved. And instead of backing away from the challenge of a capital campaign, they used the campaign to bring the fellowship together on the many ways in which you've got to pay attention if you're going to do a capital campaign. And I know you all know about that because you've done it here. And he said the, ca the collateral blessing was because we had a major reason we had to stay together the story of Epiphany is an expression of how it is that things kept going in the midst of catastrophic experiences, being totally overwhelmed by a government that had no desire for your participation. The collateral damage was devastating. But in the midst of it came the collateral blessing. This child was born into a very real world at a very real time. And so we are instructed to live our lives as he lived his in a very real moment, in a very real time, to the best of our ability. I read a story about a church that was so aware that they were in the process of doing programs that were awesome and wonderful, but kept everybody running at double speed. There was no time to breathe. There was no time to pray. There was no time to contemplate. And so all of a sudden, those who would be called the leadership board in this church decided that they were going to put everything on hold. This is a true story, folks. They decided they were going to put everything on hold except for worship. And then after one year, they began to pray about where it was that a bit of light was shining and needed to be attended to, nurtured and brought back in. And they rebuilt their church, not out of expectation, but out of faithful manifestation. They wanted to make the faith real. 
in their presence and in the part of the world that they lived in. We have great power to testify to how it is that what we have lived through and will finish up in this year, may God please allow it, we can testify to what we have learned is fundamental we have that power. I watched a church deal with the reality that Pentecost, a, I'm sorry, probably one of my most favorite days of the year, um, was going to be on the vacation holiday Sunday where everybody leaves town. You know those holidays. Nobody, there's half the size in attendance and it's, uh, it's often called a low Sunday. So the church said, wait a minute, why don't we call it eight days of Pentecost? So a great big sign went out front across the front of the church and it said, eight days of Pentecost. I was sitting in the coffee house having coffee, visiting with a friend. And somebody over at another table was talking about this holiday he'd never heard of before. Have you ever heard of eight days of Pentecost? And I giggled. And he says, I think it sounds really cool to take eight days and have a celebration. We have an impact. How shall we move into this new year and impact, growing the seeds out of our very hearts from that which we have experienced through Advent and Christmas and the light in the world? There is a directive of Matthew that I think is beautiful. Matthew, time and time again, wants to say what you do and what you say need to be consistent. Be not a hypocrite like Herod, who said to the Magi, go and find this new king so that I may go and honor him also. That was a lie. He had no intention of doing that. Matthew takes on the scribes when they talk about how it was that Jesus wasn't born in the right place, therefore he couldn't be the Messiah. Matthew takes that on and says, Oh, Bethlehem, you get so dismissed, and yet you are the place of honor where the little one is made real. We are the ones who now manifest the pointing to the child with the words of our mouths and the acts of our hands and the place in which our feet travel. We are the footsteps of the Lord. And friends, as we now turn to the feast table of the Lord, I want to remind you that there are many seeds that will bloom and grow and fruit from the experiences of 2020. And it is our privilege to make manifest the fruit of the Lord in our lives. As we do this, would you hear the scripture for this morning? 
And as you hear these words, will your understanding and your heart respond to the seeds that have been planted in your heart. From the Gospel of Matthew in the second chapter. O you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise ones and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, and when they saw that it had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born. And in your signs and witnesses in every age and through all the work, you have led your people from far places to his light. 
By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which has been given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us who have gathered and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be the world for the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son Jesus Christ with his Holy Spirit in his holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And the people said, amen. Amen. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ given for you. Take, eat, drink in remembrance of him. And now let us join together in the prayer that Jesus teaches us. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. How odd and is it and strange that we are the recipients of gifts. And then we ask and seek the privilege of responding with our tithes, our gifts, our offerings, our service, and our presence. We give God thanks for this privilege and for in the way in which it reveals our gratitude. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Friends, I don't know if you've noticed it, but the most traditional benediction that this congregation has been using for quite a while was suspended during the month of Advent. And it was interesting to hear from those of you who noticed it and went, I miss it, primarily because of the very last line that says, we look forward to the day when we come through the doors again. Today, we reclaim that tradition and give thanks for it and for the way in which it marks our hope and our promise and our understanding that we can point to this moment for the future of when we will come together. Let us pray this benediction in unison. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors.